It's Pi Augustine, your Division One candidate for Ipswich. My plan is for a community that is vibrant and attracts world investment, a community that is connected with the state-of-the-art transport system, a community that cares for our people and environment at a time of need. Division One needs a councillor that has the energy and motivation to get things done. A community champion. Find out more about me on my Facebook page, Pi Augustine for Division One. This ad was approved by Pi Augustine candidate. Ipswich deserves strong and stable leadership you know you can trust. I'm Mayor Teresa Harding, and as your Mayor, Ipswich is once again a city that businesses are proud to invest in and families love to call home. To keep our city moving forward, I'm committed to reducing cost of living pressures, expanding our road and transport networks, delivering more for our suburbs, and boosting investment in grassroots sports in our community. So vote one Teresa Harding for Mayor for sustainable growth for Ipswich. Authorised by T Harding, 264 South Station Road, Raceview. Coming up, the latest on Ipswich City Council's Transparency and Integrity Hub. COVID-19 fees and charges relief extended and Council's local disaster management policy under review following recent severe weather. It's Friday, November 20, 2020, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. Council's local disaster management response to recent severe storms continued to have the full attention of councillors at November's Environment and Sustainability Committee meeting. Committee Chairperson, Councillor Russell Milligan. The two most recent storm events... uh uh, first which happened on s- Sunday 25th of October where damage was sustained in the suburbs of Carolee, Muirlee, Pine Mountain, Chua, North Ipswich, Brassel, Tivoli and North Tivoli where uh, a large amount of, uh, of green waste uh, was created uh, due to uh, severe winds uh, and it's estimated that uh, hundreds of tonnes uh, of debris uh, has been picked up and processed by council employees uh, and the other event on that occurred on Saturday the 31st of October which affected the suburbs of uh, Rosewood, Willowbank, Thaguna, Springfield and Springfield Lakes. That's the where I have um, considered uh, what, what has transpired f- uh, from those two events. In addressing this I, I do of course want to uh, acknowledge the, the fine work uh, and, and offer Council's uh, thanks to the community uh, for their resilience and, and support of each other. Uh, but uh, organisations, uh, including uh, officers and uh, managers and, and staff of Ipswich City Council, but also the YMCA and their volunteers through the Community Centre at Springfield, <coughs> uh, the Rosewood Community Centre and their volunteers, uh, Department of Communities, Disability Services and Seniors, Springfield Lake State School, uh, Queensland Ambulance Service, Queensland Police Service, State Emergency Service from all over Queensland and uh, interstate, uh, Give It, West Morton Health, Rural Fire Service uh, and other elements of QFES, United Care Financial Counselling, Lifeline, Department of Housing and Public Works, Energex, Queensland Statewide Tenant Advice and Referral Service, 
Moreton Bay Regional Council and Gold Coast City Council uh, for their support, Insurance Council of Australia, Orange Sky Laundry Services, uh, various local businesses and individuals and suppliers that have provided donations, Salvation Army Catering, uh, local neighbourhood watch groups and of course our local disaster management group. Councillor Milligan then went on to detail his notice of motion to review the current disaster management policy. The motion is in three parts. Uh, A, that council review its disaster management policy to confirm that appropriate measures are in place to cater for future weather events. B, that the disaster management policy be amended to change the review term from two years to every year immediately following the traditional severe weather season. And C, that a report be provided to a future council meeting outlining the various weather events and thresholds in place to determine our response and that of other agencies and what this means to the community by way of support and assistance available. Mayor Theresa Harding added that council needed better communication support between councillors and between council and the community as a disaster unfolds and in the immediate period after. I'd like um, for the review to include consultation with the elected representatives as well or whether it comes to us for a workshop once it's in a certain position. Um, Certainly for Council Councilman, I as the Chair and the Deputy Chair of the Local Disaster Management Group, it would be good to, um, um, I guess, put in better provisions when it comes to, to debriefing and also what's come up from the, that storm on the, 28th, on the 25th of October as well as the Halloween is, I guess, um, the communication support to, to the elected representatives so, so, um, so we can communicate better with the community as well. Uh, it would be good to have a, a process... Um, um, I guess better defined in that, it would be good to see. The Mayor also highlighted the cost of cleanups. The storm that happened the weekend before Halloween up at Chuwa and Carolee and, and, and up there, um, obviously Council have removed all the trees and the debris from the roads, um, but when trees and so on fall in people's, from their own property, on their own property as a homeowner's obligation, and we are finding, I guess, fewer people have chainsaws and yets to take, you know, we did the, the free green waste, uh, for people and obviously worked with, with people as well. And I just note that when um, in discussions we had within, with council officers there was anecdotally some stories saying that when we had that big um, storm in Raceview back in 2016 where there was the trampoline famously up in the uh, electrical wires, that that clean-up the council did cost $1.2 million. So, you know, as, as the... Uh, People that control the purse strings of the council, we need to be, I think, fiscally responsible um, and know which what council does, but also homeowners also have an obligation when looking after their homes as well. But obviously council has a, a, a big role in, in um, making sure that um, the various state agencies do the role that they're supposed to do as well in these areas. The last review of council's disaster management policy was only undertaken in June this year. Surprisingly, the whole issue of communicating with residents is not apparent in this policy. Or perhaps it is buried in other council policies or procedures. Lessons of two significant flood disasters in the past decade seem to have been forgotten, overlooked or ignored. You'll find a link to Ipswich City Council's current disaster management policy in the podcast show notes. In other news from committees, it appears at least one current councillor is still holding out on providing consent 
for Council to publish their own councillor-related expenses on the Transparency and Integrity Hub. Meanwhile, Ipswich City Council's application to the Information Commissioner for a waiver is still being considered after a request was formally submitted in July this year. Council has also been consulting with current and previous councillors and directors of former council-controlled companies to publish historical expenses and data. Council officers find themselves in a position of balancing the aims and intent of the Transparency and Integrity Hub with a minefield of legislation, including the Information Privacy Act. Between the 1st of March and the 30th of September this year, Council provided a range of discounts and waivers on selected fees and charges for sectors of the economy most impacted by COVID-19 closures and social restrictions. It's been recommended that the selected discounts and fee waivers continue until the 30th of June 2021. To review a full replay of all Council committee meetings, just jump on Council's YouTube channel. Minutes and Officers reports are also available on Council's website to make it easier to follow the meetings. The next ordinary meeting of Council will be held Thursday, November 26 from 9am. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. This podcast is also listener-supported. Please make a once-only gift or regular donation to help keep it online. Just go to ipswichtoday.com.au and click the Donate button at the bottom of the page. You can subscribe for free and share this podcast from your favourite app, including iHeartRadio, or play Ipswich Today from your smart speaker. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thanks for listening. From legendary locals, we all know, to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode. Or go to ipswichtoday.com.au.